Welcome to Queensway Pentecostal Church, leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope you're blessed and inspired by today's message. Well, church, it's great to be with you today. I want to thank Pastor Katie so much for uh, speaking last week in my absence, and it was a great message, and uh, so honored that she's able to uh, fill in for me from time to time. We're going to be hearing from her again in a couple of weeks, and uh, what a blessing she is to our church. Uh, just a few things about the future. We've loaded up on Sundays over the next month, and we're really excited about what's coming up. Pastor Katie has already shared a bunch of that stuff, but uh, I want to remind you, in person today, uh, we are having Mission Sunday. Jeff Hackett from Erdo is joining with us in person at our church right now. As you're watching this, he's in the building sharing uh, about Erdo and their work there. And uh, uh, so that's this Sunday in person. Next Sunday online, you're going to hear that message. And uh, I really want to uh, speak to you, our online uh, church folks, that we just want to do something significant in missions. You know, these are troubled days for every single one of us. Missions organizations have taken a special hit since COVID started in March, especially in our country. And we want to do our part as a church, as a body of Christ in this region, to contribute to the work that Erdo's doing. They provide clean water, food, school programs, um, gospel opportunities to children and families across our world in nations that are often forgotten. A lot of the missionaries in these nations that I've heard from have shared just how different those countries are dealing with the pandemic. COVID-19 is in those regions and different countries that are in need, but the way the government's deal with it is different than how we do here. So we want to uh, come alongside them, let them know that brothers and sisters in Christ across the world from Espanola in Canada are uh, partnering with them, are on their side. So I want to challenge you to do something financially significant. Pray about it. Ask the Lord what he would have you do. And I've done the same thing. And let's contribute this Mission Sunday. So again, you can give today, Mission Sunday. Just mark in your online giving that is for Erdo. Uh, you can put that in the memo slot or uh, any, or you can send me an email if uh, you don't know how to do that. But uh, or, or you can call me at the church. But uh, just mark in Erdo, Mission Sunday. That money will, 100% of that money will go to Erdo directly. And uh, we want to make a significant investment, like I'm saying, uh, in these days. So partner with us. Consider, if you know what you want to do, you can give today. If you want to pray about it for a couple more days, no problem. We'll be able to uh, collect some more money as well online next Sunday, as you hear from Jeff Hackett from Erdo. Looking forward to you hearing that message. And uh, But today you get me. I hope that's all right. And today is part four of our Blessed Are Those series. And uh, we've been in the midst of these Beatitudes uh, over the course of this summer. And truthfully, church, it's been an amazing joy for myself and Pastor Katie to share these messages, these words of Christ that are so uh, potent for us and pertinent for us in these days. Uh, recently, just in the last few days, Pastor Katie and I were uh, chatting about this series. And I mentioned how uh, timeline-wise, we should probably do multiple Beatitudes in one week uh, based on how much time we have left in the summer. But we both agree that there is so much value in each one of these Beatitudes uh, that we're doing and keeping it in order, keeping it one per week as best we can. So we're going to try that uh, for at least a couple more weeks, keeping one Beatitude for each week. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. So let's dig into today, uh, part four in our Blessed Are Those uh, Beatitude series. Let's, uh, the scri scripture's going to be up on the screen for you. Let's take a look at it here. It says this in Matthew chapter 5. Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, he, his, his disciples came to him. 
And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are, those, or blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Let me ask you this question this morning. Have you ever been, this is a fun little example, have you ever uh, been desperately hungry or desperately thirsted for something? Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was with some old friends and uh, it, was, it reminded me of a bunch of stuff. And one of them was, I remember a time when we went to our favorite restaurant that serves these awesome wings. I've never experienced anything like it since. I remember we filled the back of this restaurant uh, with a crowd of people we brought in that night. I, figure, I figured I was the pastor and I wanted to take care of everyone. So I figured if we got a large bucket of wings or multiple large buckets of wings for each section of the table, table We'd, have, we'd each have our fill. We'd each be satisfied with the food. And as the staff came out after we ordered, with the multitude of buckets of chicken, we all got excited. You should have seen the table. It was covered. It was, it was crazy. There was a lot of chicken wings, all right? We prayed, and then we dug into this feast of chicken wings. We hungered and thirsted for this feast of chicken uh, but not necessarily for righteousness in this moment. Uh, within moments, every ounce of food that had been put before our group was gone. And no one spoke, no one breathed, no one looked up until they had eaten every wing that was before them. And it would just took a short amount of time, just a couple minutes, maybe two minutes. I don't know. It didn't feel like a long time at all, probably a little bit longer, but it didn't feel long at all. I'd never seen this group of people so quiet as they devoured the food set before them. It was nothing. It was absolute silence, just the uh, consuming of chicken wings. It was crazy. Obviously, I'm having a little fun with this today, but Jesus has called us. He's created us to hunger and thirst for righteousness. Jesus has created us to hunger and thirst for righteousness. He's called us to it. To set us straight with this call, Jesus promises, uh, he promises us satisfaction and, and that there's a filling sense of the hunger and thirst for righteousness that we've had. He says that we will be satisfied when we hunger and thirst for righteousness. This is the language of God's kingdom. That's what we see here in the scriptures. So many of these days are not satisfied. So many of us become unsatisfied. Well, why? Because most likely we are not uh, hungering and thirsting. We're not hunger and thirsting, excuse me, for righteousness. And we're not following the words of Jesus. That's why maybe we don't, uh, maybe we're not satisfied. That's maybe why we're struggling in that area. We, we feel incomplete in that area. In Scripture, in the Old Testament, righteousness and justice are intertwined. So when we see righteousness in the New Testament, we can't help but think of justice. When we look at the Greek word for righteousness that's used in Matthew 5, we get dikaiosune, which stands for righteousness and justice. Dikaiosune stands for righteousness and justice. They're intertwined. They're linked together forever. You see, righteousness and justice flows from God. 
That's where righteousness and justice comes from. It comes from God. This is who God is. He is a just and righteous God. When we find ourselves yearning and aching for righteousness and justice, we are coming into alignment with the place, the position that God is in. So often, I know I've experienced in my own life that I've yearned and ached for righteousness and justice for those around me that are going through things. Maybe even in my own life, I want God to make things right in the situation that I find myself in. The truth is, is when we find ourselves yearning and aching for righteousness and justice, we're coming into alignment with the place, the position that God is in. Righteousness and justice, that's where God is. It's where his spirit dwells. I heard this statement recently. I want to share it with you today. It says this, God is on our side in the hunger, ache, for righteousness and justice. Do you know that, church? God is on our side. He's on your side today. He's on my side today. We're often confused, and I I think it's just by our world sometimes. However, when it comes to righteousness and justice, this is where the Spirit of God is. There's so much talk of righteousness and justice in these days. We've touched on it recently, and we all know the reasons why, and they're for good reasons that there would be equality amongst humans and, and people on this earth, human beings, um, uh, based on, uh, that we'd all be equal based on our skin color, that not one person would be above another. We seek for righteous and ju- righteousness and justice in these days. When we say, break my heart, For what breaks yours, we are speaking into this message that Jesus has declared to us. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. That's the words of the Lord Jesus speaking so clearly to us. The New Living Translation translates uh, this section of the Beatitudes like this. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. My first a point today is really a question. I'm just asking some questions of us today as we uh, look through the text. Here's the first one. Are you hungry? Are you hungry? <laughs> it's almost lunchtime for some of you. You're thinking, yeah, I'm hungry for sure. Or you haven't had breakfast. I'm hungry. No. Are you hungry? As I've been speaking today, can you relate to being hungry uh, for righteousness and justice? Do you have a hunger for those things? God's promise is that if we do, we will be satisfied. You see, we are living through days where generations of people are hungering and thirsting for righteousness, for justice across our world, even in our own country. God's word to us today is that he hears our cry. He hears the cry of the oppressed, the one seeking justice in any form. He hears us in those moments. His promise to us is that we will be satisfied through him. Matthew Henry wrote this a long time ago, yet blessed are they if they suffer these hardships for and with a good conscience. Let them hope in God who will see justice done, right take place and will deliver the poor from their oppressors. Who will see justice done. That's the word of the Lord to us. Psalm 103 verse 6 says this, The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. Let me say it again. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. So church, what do you ache for? 
What do you ache to be put right in this world? Let me ask you another question. Do you ache? Do we ache for righteousness and justice? This hunger the scriptures speak of leads us to the point of aching, knowing there is something deep within us that God wants to awaken and use within our spirits, within who we are. When we think of God's justice, it's righteous love in action working to bring reconciliation. You see, we need reconciliation. We need God's justice to flow like rivers of living water through our land. Would you agree with me today that we need righteousness and justice in our own land, in our own region, in our own town, in our own cities, in our own province? We need righteousness and justice. You see, Jesus came to reconcile all things to God. Did you know that? He came to reconcile all things to God. God's justice is the righteous love of God in action. We need to be active in our pursuit of righteousness and justice in our world. One commentator wrote this, This passion is real, just like hunger and thirst are real. This passion is natural, just like hunger and thirst are natural in a healthy person. This passion is intense, just like hunger and thirst can be. This passion can be painful, just like real hunger and thirst can cause pain. This passion is a driving force, just like hunger and thirst can drive a man. This passion, uh, this passion is a sign of health, just like hunger and thirst show health. Charles Spurgeon wrote this. It is not enough for me to know that my sin is forgiven. I have a fountain of sin without, within my heart. And bitter waters continually flow from it. Oh, that my nature could be changed so that I, the lover of sin, could be made a lover of that which is good. That I, now full of evil, could become full of holiness. That's our heart's desire today that you and I who are full of evil, that's who we are, that's what we are, would be in fact turned to become full of holiness and righteousness and justice. Here's my second uh, question for us today. First, I said, are you hungry? Are we hungry? Secondly, are you thirsty? Are you thirsty today? Having a thirst for righteousness is the blessing. Having a thirst for uh, righteousness is the blessing we're speaking of in the scripture. Our desire, the ache, the thirst for righteousness, justice is blessed within us. Especially in these days, we see believers hungering for many things. We, we hunger for power and authority, success, comfort, happiness. But how many of us today hunger and thirst for righteousness and justice in our world? How many of us actually hunger and thirst for that in our world today? We often seek what we believe is the priority, what we think will be most important. When we look deep into why we do this, I wonder if it's actually a form of rebellion in our relationship with God. We're actually focusing on what we feel is more important than, what, than the importance that God puts on things within our lives. We're putting our ways above his ways. Maybe because in our Western world, we don't really know what it's like to physically hunger and thirst. Not in a physical place of there's not a physical, a physical place of poverty around us necessarily. We have 
access to food and water. We don't know what it means to actually hunger and thirst to stay alive. Maybe we translate this to our spiritual life. Maybe because we don't know what true hunger and thirst is, we struggle with, we, with equating that to the hunger and thirst for righteousness and justice that Jesus speaks to us of. When we truly seek righteousness, God blesses it. Did you know that? When we truly seek righteousness, God blesses it. Psalm 24 verse 5 says, He will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Matthew 6 verse 5 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I think most of us would have this question. How do I know that I hunger and thirst for righteousness? We are ones who long to have a righteous nature. We are ones who want to be sanctified, to be made more holy. We are ones who long to continue in God's uh, righteousness. We are ones who long to see righteousness promoted in the world. That's who we are. That's what the believer's mindset should be. The believer ultimately wants the darkness of this world put right and put in its place. That's what our heart's desire would be in these days. That's the love and that's the love, righteousness, and justice of God. That things would be made right. That's what the scriptures challenge us. Today we must invite light to shine in us. That light would shine in us in these days. In God there is light. And there is no darkness. I want you to get excited about that today. In God there is light. And there is no darkness. Righteousness reminds me that all is not right in this world. When I think of righteousness, I realize that everything's not right around us. To me, our world feels broken. I feel like evil is increasing sometimes. Even still, despite my feelings, my emotions, my state of mind, I must remember, and I do remember, the dark can't and won't stop the light from getting through. Even in your darkest moments, remember that Jesus is the light of the world. Nothing can be hidden when he's present. Would you agree with me that with this statement that creation groans, we find around us that creation groans? Yes, it does. Is there something new that's coming? Is there something new that God's promised us? Yes, absolutely. It's the glory of the Lord that is the light within us, within our midst. That's what pushes back the darkness is the light of Jesus. He is the light of the world. We are the city on a hill that can't be hidden. The glory of the Lord is the light within us. It's good for us to remember these thoughts. The light is in us. Remember that today. Jesus is the light of the world. He lives within you today. Even in these days where we are physically distanced, we must remember that the glory of the Lord is among us. Speaking to us, fighting our battles, watching over us, calling us out of darkness into his glorious light. God is still at work in the darkest, most difficult moments of your life. Jesus knows that we hunger and thirst for righteousness in our time. The Lord Jesus knows this. When we think of our own lives, how we live this scripture out, how we hunger and thirst for righteousness. 
I want you to consider Charles Spurgeon's words on this. He says, he hungers and thirsts after righteousness. He does not hunger and thirst that his own political party may get into power, but he does hunger and thirst that righteousness may be done in the land. He does not hunger and thirst that his own opinions may come to the front and that his own sector denomination may increase in numbers and influence, but he does desire that righteousness may come to the fore, come to the front. So God, hears our prayer today. May righteousness be done in this land. Holy Spirit, come. Fill us with righteousness. Move our yearnings into action, oh God. There is a prayer written by uh, Thomas Merton, author, priest, many other things. I found it helpful and I want to share it with our congregation today. It says this, My Lord God, I have no idea where I'm going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end. Nor do I really know myself and the fact that I think I'm following your will does not mean I'm actually doing so. But I believe the desire to please you does in fact please you and I hope I have that desire in all that I am doing. I hope that I'd never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road. Though I may know nothing about it, therefore I will trust you always, though. I may seem to be lost and in the shadow of death. I will not fear, for you are ever with me. And you will never leave me to face my perils alone. So my last thought for us today is simply this statement, proclamation. You will be satisfied. You will be satisfied. So we conclude today with this, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Today it's a pronouncement, you will be satisfied. You will be satisfied. Jesus promises to us that he will fill us. Fill us with as much as we need to be satisfied. When our spirit aches for righteousness, Jesus promises that through him we will be satisfied. This feeling is strange, though, because it's both, it both satisfies and keeps us longing for more. I want to leave you with this thought today. Whatever, whoever, wherever you are. I understand that we are looking for hope. The hope of this world is only found in Jesus. Jesus wants us to hunger and thirst for righteousness because he does as well. Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, Jesus hungers and thirsts for righteousness. Jesus will make all things right. He will make all things right. He is making all things right in Jesus' name. Do we feel like we are in darkness and like we should give up sometimes? Yes. I think many of us can relate to those feelings. But Jesus promises he will make all things right. And when we hunger and thirst for his righteousness and justice, we will be filled and we will be satisfied. That's his promise to us in these days. So I want to quickly close in prayer. Send you on your way for today. Oh God, 
that we would hunger and thirst for righteousness in these days. Holy Spirit, fill us. Holy Spirit, put that aching and that longing within us. If it's already there, Lord, if it's already activated, that we would understand that it comes from the Lord Jesus. That we would pursue righteousness and justice in our days, no matter the circumstance, whether it's for a friend or a family member or one of our own children or our neighbor. It doesn't matter that we would seek righteousness and justice in these days. And Lord, as that road can be difficult, Lord, we pray for safety and that your will would be done. We know your will, Lord, is righteousness and justice. Lord, we thank you that our eyes and ears have turned to righteousness and justice this week, but also in the last few months across our world. And God, would that be the hope? And it would only be found in you when we pursue it in any other capacity, Lord, we will be left feeling, feeling empty. But Lord, you've promised us that if we hunger and thirst for righteousness, we will be satisfied. We will be filled with that hunger and thirst. So God, would you be with us in these days? Bless our time together, we pray in Jesus' name. Everyone said, amen. Thanks so much, everyone, for uh, tuning in today. We've had some uh, great uh, attendance online the last week or so. I want us to keep it up and uh, keep showing up online if you need to. Obviously, you're welcome in person if you choose to do so. Have a great day, everyone. God bless, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you would like more information on who we are, visit our website at qpcespanola.com.